What is up and welcome back to yet another episode of Think Like Me or Don't. My name is Brett Marno. I am your host as per the usual. Before we go any further, I want to say happy Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving is the day that is today. Although I have to be honest, just quick little side note caveat here. I never really knew whether it was the Thursday or the Friday that was actually Thanksgiving. It wasn't until I was like 30 that I found out that it's actually Thursday that's Thanksgiving. Um, I also want to wish you a safe and happy and uneventful Black Friday. I really hope that you've done what I've done and you just decided to skip Black Friday altogether and you are more interested in just doing Cyber Monday deals because they're usually a better deal and then you don't have to go anywhere or risk death or maimment or any of that kind of stuff. Um, one more thing before we dive into the content of the episode, given that it is Thanksgiving, I wanted to just take a couple of minutes and say I am, among other things, thankful for the mistakes and the failures that I've had in my past. And this one is specifically that we've been talking about in this season of the podcast, because they have turned me into the man that I am, the business owner that I am, and really just they've, they've increased and improved my ability to uh, overcome issues and problems, and they've made me into a stronger person. So I am grateful for all of the those things and all the lessons that I've learned, and especially for all of the people. I'm not going to even try and name everybody because I'm, I'm guaranteed to offend somebody, but you know who you are. Uh, really grateful for the people that are in my life that are supporting me and that have always provided me with uh, counsel, uh, wisdom, conversation, sometimes just listening. Uh, and for a couple of you that definitely know who you are, somebody that is okay with me punching them because they can punch me back. So we're excited about that. Uh, in this episode, uh, I get to talk a little bit about Disney, which I'm actually surprised that I haven't done to this point. But we, I make a really cool Lion King reference that I think you'll, you'll, uh, you'll enjoy. And so I hope that you enjoy that and you get something from this. As always, head over to anchor.fm forward slash think like me uh, to drop in audio comments, questions, anything you would like me to talk about. Um, and you can also do listener support from there. Also head over to brettmarno.com for all of your other audio, visual, and also reading uh, pleasure and enjoyment. And without any further ado, here's me a couple of weeks ago. Yo, so we're going to see how this one goes because I am recording on one of my old phones. I have this, I'm, I swear I'm so janky, but I like, I love it. Um, by the way, this is uh, day 11 PM. Uh, I have a little bit more energy than I did this morning, partially because I went and taught some Muay Thai. Oh, I need to make sure I have my keys so I can get back up. <laughs> that would be important. Anyway, I uh, went and taught some, some Muay Thai. I covered a couple classes. Well, I taught a kickboxing class and then sparred with a friend of mine, which was good. So I got to sweat a little bit and felt nice. Um, so we will, uh, I feel better. Um, a lot better than I did this morning. But um, in fact, I think today, I don't know, I feel like today was, well, I, actually I had a really good and interesting conversation with, with the guy that I was sparring with and he, he mentioned that he kind of phoned it in today as well. And so it made me feel not quite as bad that I 
also kind of phoned it in today. Even though I'm, I can afford to phone it in less, um, just the fact that I was not the only person that did so kind of made me feel good. <laughs> uh, but I, I got some inspiration today from some things and it, it got me thinking, <clears throat> I have, I think I have kind of been, uh, I don't think that this podcast necessarily, like this season is, is directly this, but I think that in general, I have had a, a less than healthy, um, how do I put this, less than healthy relationship or per- per- perception, maybe, of what's necessary for me to be successful. And um, I had a question, there was a video um, where, a video that got me thinking about, again, like reconsidering this thought that I had when I started with Ollie which was maybe I'm not an entrepreneur, maybe I'm just really good, a really good like second in command or whatever, but I'm not really. I'm not good at being employed. Um, and I don't think that the, I think that the work that it will take for me to be better at being an entrepreneur, a better business owner, is work and time better spent because I can't stand having to fulfill someone else's agenda. And it just seems, uh, I don't know, like, like the term beneath me, but it's like, there's more that I should be living up to. I'm just not. Like, I should be doing more, and I'm straight up just not doing it. So, um, anyway, all that being said, this is going to sound, that's kind of a lead up to something that would seem more dramatic than it actually is. But um, I installed Instagram back on my phone. <laughs> uh, something that, that, and again, you're going to forgive me. I don't, I, I am as, as hardcore a fanboy of Gary Vee as they as they as as there is, um, but I he has something that he talks about all the time, which is you have to go where the conversation is. So just like in a, if you want to be in politics, you have to go where the political people are, and just like if you, you know, if you want to be a fighter, you have to go to the gym because that's where fighters are. You know what I mean? You can't just you can't just go to the mall and be a fighter. So in the same, in the same, even though you like the mall more than gyms, even if you have a moral, have something morally against gyms, you can't be a fighter if you don't go to the gym, right? And so in the same sense, I've kind of been fighting against, um, against the idea of really digging in on social media because I've, I kind of have considered it be partially a waste of time and specifically Instagram. Like I've kept Facebook because a lot of the advertising stuff that I do for clients is on there. So I keep that um, as well as my own advertising. And I keep Twitter because I have a fascination with Twitter that I won't get into now, but I just, I, I love the idea, the concept of Twitter. Like the idea that you can get, you can be so f- like popular on Twitter that you have all these followers. Anyway, we, I'm not gonna go into that. But Instagram, for me, always seemed like the place that uh, calls to action go to die. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Instagram's always been, Instagram's like a, uh, it's the most, uh, what's the best way to put this? It's like people who can't commit go to Instagram. I don't really know how to describe that, but it's like Instagram's just full of people that are, 
that are happy to devil tap and like a post, but they will not do anything. And so my my issue with that mostly is because is is tied up in the fact that if I um, posted something on Instagram, my head would get so wrapped up in how many likes it got. And but I have never gotten a single lead, never gotten a single uh, business contact. I've never gotten anything from Instagram. Nothing. And yet, I think that. <laughs> Say hi, buddy. Yeah. Come on. I think that most of that is because I have not been engaging in the conversations correctly. Like I've been, I've always sort of approached Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, Facebook less so of late, but but all three of those is like a content contributor, but not someone that's interacting in the conversation, right? Um, and ironically enough, I have firsthand evidence that interaction is the key. Because on Facebook, what I've done is I've got myself involved in a couple of groups on Facebook, and I'm very active there. And there are people now on those, on all those groups that I'm in that know who I am that wouldn't know who I was otherwise, and that see what I'm capable of, and like understand and, and respect me for that. And I actually have gotten business from that one of those groups. Um, and so I, I kind of am just coming back to the full realization that what I really, what I really need to be doing um, is spending more time, maybe not spending all of my time, maybe not going full tilt with it, but spending more time on platforms, having conversations and engaging in conversation with people that are on those platforms. And so part of the, the issue is that like Facebook is, is it's very easy to start and participate in conversations because you can create groups and then it's like posting the group, right? Twitter is not as easy, but it's still fairly easy, but it's so wide open that it's like, where do you start? That's one of the things that I've been worried, been concerned about is where, where do you start? How much do you, like, how much do you try to stoke, quote unquote, stoke the fire of conversation before you move on to, to trying involved in something else? Because there's just so much that's happening on Twitter that it's hard to get noticed. You know what I mean? That's hard for your, even if you do comment on a bunch of things, people just don't respond. Um, and so there's that. Whereas in Instagram, everything is, everything is threads tied to a particular post, right? So it's not like a group. It's not like open forum. It's just people that are commenting on posts. It's like what Facebook used to be, except that you can't add links. So you can't really drive anybody anywhere else. And you're also limited in what you can use in your comments. So you can't be as helpful. Um, or I can't be as helpful. You know what I mean? Like I can't drop a link in there to a soapbox video because they can't click it, right? And so they'd either have to type the whole thing out or figure out a way to copy it or whatever. And so I put it back on my phone and I immediately found myself like sinking back into the social aspect of it. And like just my personal profile, not the business one. <clears throat> and so, um, I don't know. I, I also, so, okay. 
So that's one part of kind of what I went through today. The second part of it is I've been, the last several months, I've been butting up against this idea that I'm not really sure what I should do with or how I should approach this, but it has to do with my identity being wrapped up in a brand that is not me. What I mean by that is, I don't know that right now, I don't know how much of my business should be 110 Limited versus just Brett Martineau. You know what I mean? Like, in, in truth, it's just me. So it's not like it's not like 110 Limited is any different. It's just, it's just like a nickname. It's like this, it's me, but not the person me. It's a legal entity or whatever. But even beyond that, it's really just me. But I'm also wondering, like I've always, I, I keep waffling back and forth between the idea of posting content that is broad in, in application, meaning not really, like when I had one social profile, I posted about business, I posted about uh, Muay Thai, I posted about music, all in one. And I found myself wondering if I should split it out and have, have them be different. And so I did. Right now I've got a music profile, a photography profile, personal profile. But I wonder, like I'm wondering now if that's the right approach. Like I know a big part of the reason why I did that was because I built the photography profile because I knew I was gonna get mentioned. Which again, another reason, another thing that I hate about Instagram, you gotta mention and it meant nothing. Like I did all this, I literally did all this work, spent all this money, spent a day putting together a website, portfolio, Instagram account, added a bunch of posts and stuff. Nothing happened. Like I got the mention and after about two months, people stopped tagging the photography profile and started tagging me personally and then it's like it never existed. So it's like, and I spent a bunch of money getting followers, but it didn't, like I just wasted a bunch of money getting followers. <laughs> That's what happened. Not even that I spent money getting followers. Um, so I'm, I'm honestly considering whether it makes sense for me to consolidate, to bring it all back down into one and just say, this is my personal brand. This is me. And I talk about a bunch of stuff. Some of it's business, some of it's Muay Thai, some of it's other stuff. And then just say to hell with people who don't like the fact that I'm talking about everything and uh, leave it at that. You know what I mean? And then maybe like, maybe even consolidate down and not release as much content on the business page. Stop, stop dude. Sorry, I'm talking to Wick. Not, not, the, not you as a listener, I'm not telling you to stop. But consolidate that down and have it be based on my personal brand. See, that's, that's part of the thing that I don't like, I'm kind of thinking through is it almost feel like so today here's here's an example of why i'm thinking about this today uh there's a video that i posted eight months ago on my 1t facebook page that's me hitting a bag uh, at the gym and talking about a business concept and i thought it was interesting like a, just a different setting to, to talk about business stuff 
and I got a comment on it. Some guy trying to troll me, commenting on my form and saying I'm terrible and like I, my, my kick would get caught and all this stuff. And I, initially in my head, I was like, dude, catch me outside, how about that? Like that's what I, I wanted to reply back with a meme that was like, how about let's fight and let's see like whether you would catch my kick, right? So I was getting really petty with it. And then I thought, well, what if, what if I was to use this as an opportunity to, um, you know, to, to do something different, right? Because this is because it's a business video and because I'm running ads to it, other people are gonna see it. And if I call this guy out, like, okay. Like it might be good, people might like that, but then, but I don't really know that that's like the, the vibe that I'm trying to give off. Anyway, whether that was a mistake or not is really irrelevant. The point is, I decided to go a different route and I said, he, he goes, I would give this guy a three out of 10 at best. So I jokingly was like, yeah, I would give myself a 1.5 or two actually, uh, instead of a bunch of other things. And then he, and then we go into this thread where he starts backpedaling and he goes, I'd be willing to give you some suggestions or shoot you a video if you want. And I was like, okay, sure, I can take all the suggestions I can get. And then it goes, I'm a Taekwondo back belt, black belt, and I fight MMA. And immediately I was like, oh, brother, why didn't you lead with that? Because I would not have taken this the nice route. Because I've sparred with and fought with Taekwondo people before, and I, you don't, it's a different game, brother. There's no way that you would catch my, anyway, so I went down, my mind is going down that route. But about halfway through the thread, I started thinking to myself, I was actually about to comment and be like, I'm gonna send you my, because I told him I was gonna send him my fight videos, which, okay, I just have to say, he was like, I'm gonna send you my, my fight video. I was like, cool. So he sends me his one fight video and it's an MMA fight. And he does okay at the beginning, standing up, but he was critiquing my stand up, me hitting the bag. And he, he spent, he, he won the, he won his fight, but he won it by some kind of a choke um, in, on the ground. He didn't even, like, his striking didn't really do much to it. Anyway, rant over about his, the fact that he didn't know what he's talking about. But I was in the middle of that conversation. I was like, about to say, hey, I'm gonna message you from my personal account, because this is a business account. And while I was about to do that, I thought, you know what, actually, I should leave it. Like, we should leave the whole thing. Um, and uh, and let it be the, you know, let the whole conversation be part of the, um, of what people see, you know, if they happen to scroll through the comments or whatever. And uh, let's go over here, bud. And it just hit me that like, I actually would, would have probably preferred for that conversation to be something that everybody would see. You know what I mean? Like, I, I started thinking to myself, that that's something that should have been, originally the video should have been posted on my personal profile. Or on, I mean, on a personal profile, but a, but like, a, <laughs> I love it when little dogs freak out at bigger dogs. It's my favorite thing. Maybe not my personal profile, but like, uh, Brett Martineau business, like a Brett Martineau personality page. So not necessarily a, um, you know what, we're gonna go this way. Not necessarily a, uh, 
one T unlimited page or even my personal profile, but like have the brand be wrapped up in me and let it go from there. So um, anyway, so I kind of waffle back and forth on that, wondering what the, you know, what the best thing to do, the best way to go about it is. And uh, I think, I think for now it makes the most sense for me to keep it like even the, the, the page, my Facebook page for this podcast, you probably don't, won't remember this, but this podcast used to be called La Podcast, right? Um, and I changed the name because that's a dumb name. And, uh, but they won't let me change the Facebook page name because I wanted to change it to what it is now. But then I'm thinking, why don't I just like, it's all, it's all just me. Like, why am I separating things out for the sake of that? Because this whole season is going to be a business season. Like, that's part of the thing, too, is I'm using my personal podcast to talk about business stuff for a whole season. But I'm not going to, like, now i got to think, am I going to start posting season two to the business page? And then what happens when, when I go back to not talking about business stuff? Like, then it's just a personal podcast that's being posted to a business space. Anyway, so there's all this stuff that I'm trying to figure out and I just can't help but wonder if it's too much for me to try and juggle three, four different social accounts for each, like a social account for each one of the sort of quote unquote brands that I'm trying to represent. I mean, the truth probably is that I should kill even trying to make a brand of the music thing, bring that back under my personal profile and then also probably just kill the photography because that's not going anywhere and it's costing me money but um, anyway so kind of a it, the day turned out to be more eventful than I was expecting it to and I actually end the day with more energy than I started it with which is fairly, fairly rare but um, yeah so going into the weekend feel pretty good um, talk to that guy who is gonna end up buying the the game plan if he would just commit to it and buy it then we would be in a good place but anyway that's it for today i will check back in with you oh geez on tomorrow so yeah peace to the out yo what is up? It is day 12, I want to say. It is the, it's the noon o'clock hour-ish. Um, just got done with some, just some good old sparring, that's all. Um, got to work with world-renowned Kevin Ross. Now, most of you won't know who that is, but he's a good friend. He's um, helping him with his website, so he basically gives me free training anytime I want, which essentially means we spar for an hour and he beats me up, so that's what that was. And then I stuck around and did some work with uh, another one of the guys on the team. Um, it's just crazy how experience makes uh, all the difference. Like, I felt pretty okay. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't winning by any stretch of the imagination with Kevin, but he's like a two-time, three-time, four-time world champion. Uh, he's he is world-renowned. Everybody in kickboxing and Muay Thai knows who Kevin Ross is. Um, and if you don't, 
you got issues because you need to know who he is. Anyway, but then I went with another one of my teammates who's not as experienced, uh, not as experienced as I am, actually. And it was amazing how much the tables turned. Like, I felt totally uh, at the mercy of Kevin. I got some good shots in, but I felt pretty much at his mercy, and he read everything that I was doing, whereas it was much easier for me to do to impose my will. And funnily enough, in both situations, Kevin is much smaller than I am. I think I have probably, I don't know, 40, 30, 40 pounds on him. And uh, Trevor is four inches taller than me and probably has, I don't know, 10, 15 pounds on me. So it was the smaller guy, but the more experienced guy in both situations that felt that was like in control. And I don't know, it just felt, it was interesting going back to that where athletic ability and skill and natural talent are, are definitely one thing, but experience is huge. And I know a lot of times in the business world, like in marketing and stuff, we talk about, I know Gary, Gary V talks about raw talent being the game. Like you can't replace raw talent, but I feel like, I feel like to a certain extent you can. Like obviously raw talent will make up for a lot of stuff. And if we're, if it's down to a choice between being, having raw talent and, um, and having experience, like Raw experience necessarily means age. So for fighting, the younger guy, by not always, not always, but by and large, the younger guy is going to have better cardio. He's going to have uh, more advanced training methods. He's not going to be, you know, caught up in in habits or anything like that. Uh, whereas the older guy, although he's more experienced and he, he's seen more, so he can be a little craftier. You know, sometimes athleticism and skill and just raw talent can outweigh that but I feel like there is you can't sleep on experience at all and as I as I as I think about that and I think about how that would apply to me and my business I think I have not been I think if I was to 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 make a metaphor that that speaks to how I've been uh, acting in, in with my own business how it relates to like fighting I'm like a world champion that is so in his own head that he shows up to spar and still gets beat up by guys that are uh, less experienced than he is, right? By the by, the young guys. He lets their athleticism. He lets their um, he lets their raw talent or whatever go to his head. And I just feel like you know I, there is so much that I for lack of a better term, leave on the table. And I think part of it is just like, I don't know, abject laziness is part. And I, I, I make no, no assumptions or no, um, I make no, what's the word I'm looking for? Assertions that I'm not lazy. Um, or that I'm, lazy is like a very general broad term. I, I think it's more just, I, I don't, by nature, I'm not one that's out looking for everything, trying to capture everything. You know what I mean? And it, and yet, I find now because of what I'm going through right now, because of the slowness of the business, and because of trying to pick things up, I wonder if that's been my downfall. That my lack of hustle, so to speak, 
um, which is predicated on, by the way, this is a very important point here, my lack of hustle is 100% predicated on my past successes. So how many people in the world can say that they worked as directly with Frank Kern as I did? And by the way, I, I want to make it very clear for the record, has not, was not, has not been, and never will be intimidated by him. Like a lot of people, even some of the, even some of the people that were above me, so to speak, uh, when I was working with Frank, were extremely intimidated, almost scared of um, of Frank. I'm not. And I say that not to brag or whatever, just to say, I don't have that, like, it's not a, not a big deal to me. He's a really smart guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a friend. He's not, he's not untouchable. And I don't, I don't really think anybody is, if I'm totally honest. Like, any of, the, any of those people that are in those positions, you know, Ryan Dice or any of these people, like, I don't think anybody is completely above reproach. Um, and again, I'm not saying that they are that they are reproachable, if that's a word. But what I am saying is, um, I have a lot of experience, and and I've let that go to my head to a certain extent. And and I let it go to my head in the sense that I haven't used it as a tool. I've tried actually, I've kind of actively tried to not use it as a tool, which I think has been to my own detriment. Like I've tried to stay away from telling people that I work for Frank Kern. I, I, it's part of my resume, my CV. You know, whenever I talk to someone about myself or give them the background, I talk about the fact that I worked with him. But I don't, um, I don't think I make big enough of a deal out of it. Yeah, we're gonna go drop this thing off. And so, I don't know. I just. It's an unfortunate, let's see if it'll fit in one of these. Boom, like a boss. Um, and same thing, even with the negative experiences, like Sixth Division is widely accepted as the premier implementation, or was, I should say. I don't know how much of this they still are, but Sixth Division was, while I was there, considered without question the premier implementation company for Infusionsoft. Um, and I can say with a certain amount of, of certainty that a lot of that was because of me. Right. It wasn't all me. By no stretch of the imagination do I think that I built Six Division on my, on my own. There were a lot of us there. And even, even with all the, the shit that I talk about Brad, he was a huge part of it. But it wasn't just him. And it wasn't, it wasn't just Dave. It was all of us. We all had an equal part to, to play. I mean, he he uh, had the core idea. He got up on stage, yes. No, I don't really think he was the only one that could have got on stage and talk. But I busted my ass and flew to Arizona four or five times a month for three years straight. And that's not even the worst. We had, some, we had one guy that was flying, doing the same thing I was doing, just as often, but he was flying from Ohio. Right? Like my flight, yeah, it's only an hour. Uh, I mean, obviously being away from home. Anyway, so I digress in a massive way. But um, I have stayed away 
almost actively from, from promoting myself in that way. And I think part of it just comes from a, the same sort of psychology that, that drives a lot of my personal life, which is I just want people to get it and I don't want to have to tell people. You know what I mean? How, I mean, how stupid and selfish is that? How, like, how childish and, and uh, impetulant. Impetulant is my new favorite word to describe myself. Because it's like, no, I don't want to tell you anything. I want you just to figure it out. You know? When in reality, that should be the main... In fact, now that I'm, now that I'm saying this, that actually gives me a very, very direct next step. Which is what I'm going to do, because I've actually been thinking about this, which is I need to rework my website's homepage from just talking about the handyman service and like the concept of a handyman, and I need to tell my story, and I need to tell it myself. So what I don't know is whether I should try and invest in some higher production value, or try and do like an animation kind of thing, or just talk to camera and explain the story. I feel like the higher production value would go over better. And I, I have a thing. There was a time when just me with my phone, I think, would have worked really well. But that's kind of been overdone. And now it's tacky, which is unfortunate. But it is what it is. And so I think, I think the animation thing might be good because I can do that. That's fairly low budget. I, can get, I could get an animation studio thing for like 150 bucks, as opposed to the 1000 or whatever that I would spend to have someone come and film it and do all that kind of stuff. Although... I guess I could, I guess I could have, I wonder if I could have somebody that's already here, maybe Trevor would do it. Anyway, um, so we'll see, but that's, I think the next step is I've got, so I've got some, uh, some active promotion going on right now, um, sending my videos out and they're not great videos, but they're a start. And I think as I start to produce more high quality content, that can, that can start to be the main, the bulk of what I'm, uh, putting out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I'm also curious about the idea of adding into the mix a personal, uh, profile, not personal profile, but like a page, a page for my personal brand, start to create something around that, but we'll see. I don't really know what that's going to look like because that would require a, a fairly massive overhaul. But maybe not. Maybe I just leave it how it. Anyway, that's really not about. That's not what this is about. Um, but I do think it makes sense for us to to tell that story a little bit more and really lean into it, because because that's that's the differentiating factor. Like I had a lot of people out there right now. One of the things that really bothers me, if I'm totally frank, totally honest, is that a lot of the people that are smart people, and that are uh, that are capable people, are garnishing the attention that. Uh, no offense to them but that I feel is mine, right? And I, I know exactly how that sounds. I know it makes, it makes me sound like a dick of massive proportions. Um, but I honestly feel like a lot of the attention that's going to other people is attention that I deserve because of my history. And the truth is, it would be mine if I went and claimed it and if I actually like stood up for myself and like went out there. And the, the nice byproduct, here's the thing that, 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 I, that I'm always remembering and I'm always very, very concerned about. I personally have always tried to shy, I've like had this side fear, this like 
little thing in the back of my head that always nags at me that says, um, you should be the guy that's quiet, uh, but wise. Meaning, you're the person that nobody hears from, but when he speaks, it's wisdom. And I feel like I was at, I was too late. Like I, that, the time when that was effective is past. And most of that is because I am physically, I like that works really well if you are physically with the people you're talking to. Like I remember in high school, the reason why I, I do that is because I remember how it felt. We had one guy in, in my high school class who was very, very quiet, but he was pretty smart. And when he would talk, he would say things that were pretty profound. And so it was like, whenever he talks, whenever Jared talks, you shut up and listen. And I liked that and I envied that. And so I thought, oh, that's gonna be my thing. But the problem is I have spent my entire career isolated, physically isolated from the people, from my audience, which is the way that the world is going and already has gone and will continue to go. We are isolated from our audiences physically. And so the, the presence Nobody is paying attention to a presence that is not active. And my problem and the thing that I, have, that I keep running up against and that I'm, I'm trying to, to resolve, and kind of what I talked about in the last segment, is I need to be more engaged in the conversation that is already happening. So it's not about be quiet and then when you talk, they'll listen. No. It's about engage, say good things and help people, and then when you talk to other people, they will know that you helped other people and they will recommend, they'll like, they'll back it up. Or even better than that, if they are having a conversation with somebody else and they don't know the answer, they'll bring you into it, which has happened to me. So that's a huge part of it. And I think, I think the combination of, of, of being involved in those conversations in an active way, that combined with, um, combined with some active promotion to existing video content that I can continue to create. And that combined with some more targeted content speaking to problems that I can solve. And I'm not actually sure that the infrequently asked questions thing is actually the right sort of second tier move, but it's what we're going with and we're gonna see how it, how it does. Um, then from there, uh, my, my job essentially is threefold. First, participate in online conversations. Help as much as possible for free. Second, uh, continue to uh, fulfill for my clients to make money so I can pay for the promotion. And third, actively promote getting on the phone with me. So like as much as possible, get on the phone so that... That's Steve down there. Get on the phone so that um, I can actually talk to people and move the conversations forward and sell more people into my services. Ooh, there's a TV down there. That's what I want. I might have to go grab that, actually. Put it in the trunk. Probably doesn't work, but we're going to find out. So anyway, so it's all about, I think, it's all about creating that consistent stream of both content and, um, and activity so that people are not only paying attention, but also... Oh, that's an old TV, heavy TV. I don't want that. But also so that um, there's a tension, right? Because it's all, it's so interesting. I never, until now, I didn't really fully comprehend what Gary Vee was talking about when he said, I day trade attention. And it's, 
craziest. This is how genius he is. And this is why I'm a fanboy and why I talk about it all the time. Is that he was talking about day trading attention before we, anybody really understood what he meant. And we were all like, yeah, yeah, day trading attention. And we were like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Oops. And um, now we're like, now I'm starting to realize, oh, okay. I, I, I think I'm starting to see what he's talking about. Like, what they're what they're talking about is, um, or what he's saying is, he is garnishing attention in the short term for the sake of long term, like a following, right? So the the day trading aspect of it is, uh, I'm gonna um, buy some stuff today, and then I'm gonna sell that attention to something else. But like now, it's all about right now. Eight, six, five, two, right? So he's not, you know, he's not as, he's not like the long-term effect of his, of the attention that he garnishes is like a portfolio. Like if you think about day trading, it's not about how much you make today. It's about how much you make over a year with all the actions you do every day, right? And so that's what I got to do. And I, and I should be doing it. And I should just, it's like, I, this is going to sound a lot more vain than, it, than I mean it. Well, not that I mean it, but it's going to sound more vain than, than it, it's going to come out a lot worse than it actually is. Uh, the other thing that I've been thinking about a lot recently is Lion King. So hear me out here. Lion King, you might think is about, oh shoot, let's go this way, two, three, nine, seven. Lion King is about a dude who was supposed to be king who kind of shirks his responsibilities and goes off um, goes off to sort of live a fun life and doesn't take much stock in the, in the consequences of him uh, leaving who he's supposed to be, right? So obviously it's about, you know, Hakuna Matata and all this stuff. But the real thing with Lion King is uh, Simba is not like a bro. He's not like a surfer dude that, that drinks beer. Like, I feel like they should remake that movie with... Um, with like bros, you know, from today, like guys that go and, you know, they're, they're, in fact, the funny thing is the, the real, real, the real life parallel with Lion King is, uh, goodwill hunting. Think about it. Cause will hunting just wants to be a dude. He wants to be a, a guy from Boston who's, who beats up other guys and he's just like a bro, but he happens to be a genius. And so it's like he owes it to the world. He owes it to himself. Like they're trying to explain to him that he, like, he's not just a, like a normal guy. He's a genius. And so he should take advantage of that. I apologize for the background blinging, by the way. Um, he should take advantage of that. And he owes it not only, not only, this is the thing, not only to himself to realize who he is, but also to those around him. And I feel like I have complained too much that I'm not getting the attention 
but I haven't done anything about it. Like I, I understand who I am, um, but I'm not. I've never really been willing to like talk about it and like help other people ex understand that. And so it doesn't have an effect. You know what I mean? So anyway, this was kind of a a long uh, complainish fest, but. The important thing, I think, is to, I don't know, it's just to see that you are, you have to, you have to sort of live up to yourself, live up to your own potential, live up to your own expectations, or live up to the expectations that, that you should be setting for yourself, you know, and you should maintain them because it's you. It doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. It matters that you, at the end of your life, can look back and say, yes, I live up to my potential. I did what I, for lack of a better term, was put here to do, right? And so that's, that's sort of my big realization of late, that I'm, I'm, I'm meant for more. And I've been playing small potatoes, and it's time to, to shut that down. It's time to take everything by, like I just get, I don't know, I get nervous. It goes back to the talent versus experience thing. I get nervous because there's people that are doing a better job of producing content and they have more, they've done a better job of, I mean, let's be real, they've saved money better than I have. So they have money in the bank to pay for uh, marketing and promotions and stuff, so they look better. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff they're saying, a lot of the stuff they're doing, it's not like, like this conversation I had with the guy, the conversation I had with the guy the other night, Johan, like he, obviously he's brilliant. He's got a multi-million dollar business. He's not, like there's a lot, there's, there's, a, there's no reason why I shouldn't be in the same shoes, put it that way. I think I've just sort of been trying too hard to play softball instead of claiming like instead of going in there and like claiming the belt does that make sense like i think maybe my fighting the way that i fight is the like the, the way that you do it one thing is the way you do everything and i've of late i mean i've i've needed to spend time focusing on the business and i can't really focus too much on fighting but i never i told myself that i wasn't interested in winning a belt and being a champion and I think the same, for lack of, I mean, it's fear, the same fear that makes me say, I don't really need a belt. I don't need to be champion. This is just a hobby. That's the same fear that's kept me from being successful in business. Like fear of my own, of deserving to do well. You know, fear of like going after it and taking it. So I find myself putting around and doing little odd jobs and tasks and things and researching a bunch of stuff. Like I know, anyway, I won't go into too much more of it. But I think that's, that's the big thing that I'm realizing about myself of late, is I should be doing more. And I should stop. I should stop playing, I should stop playing at business and start being a businessman. That's what it comes down to, so. Anywho, um, there might be some, I might come, might have more to record tonight, um, but also, I might just want to take the evening and rest and relax, get myself ready for next week um, for the new month. I also have some content to produce for some clients, etc. So, 
Anyway, we will. I'll talk to you at a later time. Peace. What is up? It is the evening. Well, kind of the evening. It's 4.30. It's the, the afternoon walk. Um, trying out a different microphone. We're going to see how it does. This one, at least people can maybe see that I've got a microphone pinned to my shirt. So they may still think that I'm ridiculous, but at least they'll kind of have an idea why. Hey, buddy, yeah. So I'm just thinking a little bit more about the same stuff I was talking about earlier today when I got back from sparring. And I think... I think the more, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I just have to throw myself at it. Like, when I, when I fought, um, one of the attitudes that I've always had is that fighting is easy because you just go and you do it. It's, it's 10 minutes and then you're done. But it's like, there's no, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about the person you're fighting. You don't have to try and hold back or think about their health or anything, like what's going on. Like today I was sparring with Kevin and like he just asked that I not go too hard to the face, to the head. So we kind of just attacked each other's bodies the whole time. Um, and so things like that where you have to like, there's a lot of consideration. But when I fight, I just sort of go for it, you know. And so I think to a certain extent with business and things I've I don't know I've just kind of played everything very safe but not even safe because like I'm not safe I'm not having any money <laughs> it's like not this it's not at all as the what I would anyone would call safe but like just playing it sort of passive I think is more the word more an accurate term and it's the same thing as like when I it's like I said when I spar um, there's just a lot of considerations and I'm trying to like be a nice guy and not be a dick and like move things forward but I think in truth I think maybe I could be a little bit more aggressive you know and I, I think it goes back to I made a, a video or I, I wrote a blog post I don't know six months ago three months ago talking about why I a series of blog posts actually on my personal blog about why I fight and one of them was talking about this. They made it into a movie, but it's an old book called Ferdinand. And it's basically about this, this bull in Spain who is the, probably the biggest bull, but he doesn't like to fight because he's a pacifist, essentially. And there's a lot that goes into the story, but the, one of the things about it is that he just does not, um, doesn't really push himself to go become a bull, even though that's what he is. He's like, nah, I just want to smell the flowers. And that actually speaks a lot to like the Lion King reference that I gave earlier and kind of what I'm getting at with this, this sort of shift, kind of like a, the pre-shift in my, my attitude is um, I just feel 
you know, I feel more like there's something bigger that I should be doing. And I don't know if that feeling is external to me, like if I'm letting my surroundings imprint that feeling on me, you know what I mean? Like, because I think it's entirely possible that I'm, that I feel like I should be that way, but I'm just sort of having delusions of grandeur. Um, but I, there's some, there's part of me that I look, I don't know, I just look at myself and I look at the people that, the stuff that I've been able to do, it's just like I'm, there's more that could happen. Anyway, so the, the important thing is, I think what they don't talk about a lot of times in those stories is the, the work, like the back payments, the back tax payments that those people have to do to regain their rightful place. You know what I mean? Like in the movie, in The Lion King, Simba just sort of shows up and he's, now he's who he's supposed to be. And uh, Ferdinand, he never really does. Um, but in any of those situations where they're talking about like people claiming their rightful place, they just sort of show up and then they're there. But in reality, I think it takes a lot more time and effort to do that, you know? And I see the, the road ahead of me and I kind of have a good idea of what what's required and what's coming and what I need to do to be able to, to really take my rightful place. And a lot of it is just being smarter about money and about exposure. It's about taking part in the conversations that, like there's just this attitude that I've had of being too good for, to be involved in those conversations. Like I haven't really been involved in the partner community because I consider myself too good for, to be certified. And it's like, yeah, there's only a certain, like not getting certified as a statement is only effective to a certain extent. And it doesn't really help anything. If anything, it's just a detriment. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm behind at this point because I'm not doing it. So it's one of those things that I just gotta step it up and you know, take part in some of those arenas. And the funny thing is like, I'm not unknown. You know what I mean? Like, in a lot of those communities where I would go to have a conversation, it would be more like taking my rightful place in those communities than, I, than maybe even I even, like I assume. But, come on this way, this way. But uh, I just have been, you know, it's not even that I've been nervous or like, unwilling to, to take those steps and do those things. It's more that I've been, that I get distracted. I'm very easily distracted from who I am and what I'm capable of. And I go down these rabbit holes of like, um, um, short-term interest. Like I'm very distractible. Anyway. So <clears throat> I think the big thing is going to be, for me, I need to shift into focusing more on myself and my personal brand and how that connects in with 1T and with everything else and not try and go so broad. Like I just spent a lot of time over the last couple of years trying to split my focus. 
And the, by, by the way, I want to make this very clear. I don't think that the splitting of the focus necessarily by itself is a bad thing. I think it's not prioritizing the most important things over the hobby things, right? So it's not uncommon for me to wake up, have three hours, four hours worth of real work to do for clients on top of another four or five for personal, for marketing and for promotion and stuff. And instead spend the whole day like reconfiguring my podcast settings for this podcast, not even for the business, right? Or setting up, a new, like when I set up the website for the photography business, which by the way, still hasn't made a dime. Well, actually that's not true. Steve, the guy, the couple that I did the wedding video for, they actually did pay me for it, even though I told them not to, they did. Anyway, so I guess it has made some money. Um, but I spent a whole day that I should have been doing other stuff, just sort of going down that, that path. And like I said, I don't think that that necessarily is a bad habit. Like, I think there's actually a lot of benefit in being so quick to like jump on an idea. But it's also the, where it's bad is when you do that at the cost of ever creating something solid. Like just jumping from thing to thing as opposed to just digging in on one thing, finding it, making it work, being a little bit disciplined just to get it going, and then letting the other thing sort of feed it, right? You know, and then that, that combined with, I don't know, I'm sure that somewhere deep in my psyche, if I was to go see a psychologist, they would say something like, you have a, you don't believe that you're, that you're worth it, that you're, you deserve it. You know, like I, I probably don't. I don't believe that I deserve it. I deserve to be successful, even though I want it. But then I have this other side of me that's like, what are you talking about? You're smarter than all these people. You're better than all these people. You know what I mean? And like, I try and turn that off because I, although I, I'm not, I'm not like unaware of my capabilities. I'm not unaware of my value. But at the same time, I just, I don't like that vibe of, coming in and acting like I'm the smartest person in the room. I'd rather just show up. It's like I talked about earlier in the, the last segment. Personally, I would rather just sort of show up, say the smart things, and then bounce, you know, and then have people sort of come after me. So, like, I, I'm struggling with that, personally. The idea that I, I see that the way in the current market to navigate and to, as I said before, day trade on that attention and to actually be profitable in that sense, you kind of have to cut some corners that I have never really liked cutting. And, and so what I'm trying to figure out now is how much of that is, do I have a personal stand against and how much, of it is, how much of it is me just making excuses and not doing what I know I should do because I have this little, like, no, I don't want to eat carrots. I don't like carrots. Well, you never tried carrots. Yeah, but I have a moral obligation to hate them. Yeah, but you never, you've never actually tried them. You know, like, anyway, so, so like, well, like I talked about before, I, I think I, I see what needs to be done in order to get ahead in the world that we live in. Um, what I'm trying to figure out is a way to navigate it and join that conversation without giving up that core part of like who I believe I am. 
you know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Like not, I just don't wanna, I want. I want. I don't want to have to say. Like in general, I just don't want to have to say. I'm smart, or I can do things. Like I just want people to know that. So I mean, part of that is just answering people's questions, but there's a lot of sort of posturing in those groups, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So this is the thing about it that I can't quite figure out about myself: is, am I? Am I shying away from the confrontation where I would be, hey, stop doing that, dude. Where I would, like where I would essentially, like am I shying away from the championship fights, if that makes sense, for the sake of like not losing, for like the risk of, not even the risk of losing, because I don't, like fighting, the, the, the parallel, I think, breaks down at that point because I do actually feel nervous that at the point where I would do a championship fight uh, to win a belt, that would be a level, like that's several levels above my current skill level. And I, I actually honestly believe that. I'm not just being overly humble. I actually believe I'm not even close to ready for a belt, a belt fight. Um, whereas in, in business and in marketing and in the circles that I run in, um, I also, not trying to brag or anything, but I know that I am belt level material, like easily belt level material. But I still have that fear of that confrontation, you know, and it's not confrontation in the same way because it's not like I'm going to fight with you and we're going to duke it out and whoever wins, wins. It's a little more subtle than that because it's about positioning and it's about edging the other person out. And in, in a lot of my communities that I'm part of, it's about being the first and the best to answer a question and then being the person that people turn to to answer those types of questions in the future. And the only, like, there is no sort of objective standard that says that this person knows most because nobody's done the work to come up with a test or an exam or a certification or anything along those lines, which would be something that I've been interested in for a long time in creating, I mean, um, but the way that you become the go-to person is not by being the smartest or being the best, it's by being the one that's the most engaged and the one that seems to answer those questions the most, if that makes sense. So you become like the go-to person for that thing because you talk about that thing a lot. And I just feel, I just get tired thinking about like needing to, to spend months and months just talking about all the stuff that I know how to do and I can do because the truth is like, I can do anything. I can do everything and all at once, right? There's no limit to what I can do. And yet, you know, I'm, And yet I'm in the situation that I'm in. And that I think is more of a personal problem. So I guess if I need to wrap this into a business, sort of like wrap it up, make a, make a business point with all this, or a marketing point, it, it is that business is not passive. 
It's not something that you can just, like it will just happen to you, right? Because the market doesn't care. Wait, wait, wait. The market doesn't care about you. It doesn't care, it doesn't really care who's the smartest. Um, the collective attention of people cares about what the collective attention of people cares about. And so if it just so happens that you're an expert, but nobody's listening to you or cares about you or follows you, it's because you're not doing the things, it's not because of your expertise, it's because you're not doing the things that you need to do to get the following. And those are two different things. It's like I said uh, two episodes ago, I think, being a business owner and being a, like being having technical skill and having business acumen are two different things. And very, very often they are mutually exclusive. Meaning people that are really good with business usually aren't good at the technical skills and people that are good with technical skills usually aren't good at business. That's the, kind of the, the crux of um, the e-myth by Michael Gerber, right? And, but that doesn't mean that you, that doesn't mean you can't still push forward. It just means, you know, you gotta, in order to have the, the following, you have to do the things that get you the following. So, I don't know. I'm in this, that's kind of where I'm at. I can see what needs to happen for me to get the following to then have it push things forward that way. But I just feel like I don't want to do it. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe the idea of creating following that will directly influence my agency is my problem. Maybe I'm thinking too small there, but anyway. I don't know, we'll see. Onwards and upwards, we continue, we go forward. See you next time. That does it for episode eight of season two of Think Like Me. Next week, as we wind down this season, and also, ironically enough, as we approach the holiday season, uh, next week's episode talks about some of the some of bringing a lot of the the the, the concepts and things that that I've learned and that I've, I've uh, understood over the last little while, and bringing them together, uh, not only to form with what the eventual outcome is, what the eventual idea is, but also I start to land some clients. I start to land some some different things. And one of the big things that I'm going to talk about in this next uh, next episode, which comes out next week, is a concept that I love and it's very misunderstood but it's i call it ride the mean am i going to say anything more about it there's a youtube video on my youtube channel if you want to go check that out but uh check out next week it's all about finding a way to anchor yourself no pun intended by the way anchor anchor yourself between the emotional highs and the emotional lows to give yourself some consistency in your life and i apologize i think i just hit the microphone so sorry for that Anyway, uh, as always, anchor.fm forward slash think like me. Drop your comments, your feedback, your questions, whatever it is, into there. And uh, if they are uh, fine, if they're appropriate, maybe I'll feature them as well. But mostly if they're inappropriate, definitely we'll feature them on a future episode. As always, my name is Brett Martineau. We will see you next week. Peace. <laughs>